Welcome. Welcome. I'm Nako Narder. I'm Emily Walborn. And this is Half Asian. Half Hour. This week, we are reviewing the 2019 film, Always Be My Maybe. Starring Ali Wong and Randall Park. 2019 is both older and newer than I thought it was. It's both 10 years ago (laughs) and last month. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. I think everyone (laughs) thinks that. Yeah. It was a good year for movies, 2019. Yeah. Fall of 2018 to 2019 is pretty good. I know. If only the pandemic hadn't sort of tried to stop Asian cinema in its tracks. It's actually rude. We were exploding. Did you see our fave guy? I always forget his name, but he's like the main guy we like on Twitter. Had tweeted about how it used to be Asian actors were getting 1% of leads, of leading roles in films, and now it Mm is 3.4%. And he was like, at this growth rate, that means for us to be even getting a fourth of them, we'll have to wait until 2066, which surprised me. But I think that's actually surprising. Yeah. I think we forget because you and I watch a lot of indies and a lot of TV and don't give a shit about like movie movies. And yeah, Asian yeah. people aren't there and that's why we don't watch them. I think it's also skewed for us because we do watch at least one movie yeah. with a lot of Asian <laughs> representation every single week. Uh-huh. But also like, I think that's just the media I usually gravitate towards. Uh-huh. And also I'll get excited about any movie that has a lot of Asian Mm-hmm. their representation mm-hmm. but there are probably a handful of those each year still yeah if even and the rest are not so yeah <laughs> yeah so we're working on it guys we've got yeah. shanghai or whatever coming out with our with our boy <laughs> from kim's um there's there's also one with henry golding there's like a gi joe what origin story oh wait I had to look this up because I've been seeing nothing but promotions for this thing. Snake Eyes, Henry Golding in Snake Eyes, a 2021 action adventure. An ancient Japanese clan um, welcomes tenacious loner Snake Eyes as he saves the life of their of their hair apparent. Upon arrival in Japan, the clan teaches him the ways of the ninja warrior. While also providing him something he's been looking for, a home. Based on Snake Eyes by Hasbro. Oh, so it must be like a, a oh, it's like a G.I. Joe toy. <laughs> the movie is called Snake Eyes Colon, G.I. Joe Origin or G.I. Joe Origins. I I think I'm gonna love this movie. Look, I'm I am in it. I'm into it. Um that description did sound ridiculous. It sounded like it a comes out on my mom's movie. birthday. Oh my god! Okay, we have to see it. <laughs> I'm sure she'd be excited to see, to see it. Okay, yeah. Looking at the trailer looks interesting. Oh my god! And by yeah, interesting, I mean an action movie. So right. maybe there will be a love story. Although I don't know, Asian lead, but mostly Asian cast. They're all in Japan. Mm. Let's hope. Yeah, we didn't get much kissing in Parasite, except for <laughs> with a child. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, not a lot of kissing in Parasite. My if one I had one critique, <laughs> and we will eventually cover Parasite on this pod, and it is mostly going to be through the lens of how much kissing was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, our, our rubric is going to be a kissing rubric. It fails the 
half Asian pod <laughs> test, even if it passes the Bechtel test, if it fails the kiss test. And the movie we're talking about today did have, did pass the kiss did test. Did have kissing in it, famously. Had a lot of kissing. I'd notably. Say. Was maybe arguably about kissing. Well, it's And true. her career. I don't want to sideline a very important <laughs> aspect. And his music. <laughs> this, the runtime of this movie is an hour 42. That's long, uh-huh. I think, for a movie like this. But I, I like the pacing of it. I didn't feel like it was long. I have historically liked this movie less than you do. And upon this rewatch, I think I was able to pinpoint why. Okay. And it felt like the main storyline was amazing. It just felt like there was like a lot tacked onto it with Ali Wong's parents, her character's parents never being there for her, with mm-hmm. Randall Park's mom passing away. There was just so much like outside that I was like, I think we could have picked one to focus on because you could have made a full movie out of any of those stories. But mm-hmm. there were just like a decent amount of scenes where I was like, we could have cut these completely and it would have been, I think, mm-hmm. a tighter movie. That's fair. I think for me, those things, I think, add to the characters um, mm-hmm. and like why it's such a like symbiotic relationship between the two of them of like, you know, she's pulling him forward and he's like reminding her of home and like oh. they're both kind of they're both kind of in in some ways just like working through family things together mm-hmm. which I think is kind of an interesting angle for a rom-com of like you know it's it's like a lot of times kind of simple rom-coms are like she works too much <laughs> and he's fun as hell and he has to show her how to relax <laughs> and he needs some structure in his life you know and I think it's like I like this one because it's like a little bit more complex it's like a little mm-hmm. bit more tied to who they actually are growing up and like why there was so also such an intense bond between them when they were kids because like you know she'd go over to his house every day and mm-hmm. like his mom's kind of her mom and mm-hmm. um I think it was kind of like a in at least for me I was like oh it's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. um angle of a relationship yeah for a rom-com that is fair yeah it definitely doesn't take anything away it just felt distract or just it felt like it was mm-hmm. doing a lot at once but I do love how much this was a Bay Area movie. They played a lot yeah. of Bay Area music. Uh, they went out of their way to shoot at like all of these kind of well-known San Francisco spots, mm-hmm. which was very fun. Um, for me, I thought, yeah, they cast a Korean guy to play a Korean guy. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But they cast a guy from LA to play someone who's been from the Bay Area. And I thought that that was sort of messed up. Cool. Randall, he's from LA. I thought it said that the music is based on like... He was born in LA and he went to UCLA. So I guess I don't know what happened in between those two things, but... I guess because I read on Wikipedia that the music is based on his career as a member of a 1990s Bay Area hip-hop group. Oh, well, then maybe he did live there. And that's on me well, for only Googling his where he was born. I mean, not originally. It's true. His character is originally from the Bay Area, and he is not. And that's appropriation of my culture. <laughs> so that kind of, it was hard to separate the art from the artist in that sense. Yeah. Otherwise, 
it's pretty cool. She makes some food mm-hmm. for herself. It's rice with furikake and she makes some spam. Mm-hmm. Then she watches like a little yeah. white sitcom on TV and then she goes Randall Park. And this is, this is 1996. Mm-hmm. So we're starting when they're kids. And that's when we started. So it's true. That's before I started. Oh my God. Are you a 97? Yeah. August. I'm 97. I'm August an, 97. I'm an, oh my god i'm almost a year older than you wow, dude, we have to stop the old. pod <laughs> this is now a mother-daughter podcast <laughs> i didn't realize i was 10 months older than you oh my god i'm so wow. close to the grave are you are you okay you're looking like you might die of old age <laughs> yeah. wow okay this is actually sort of rocked my world i didn't realize that so you're 23 oh how did i not know that <laughs> friends for a year <laughs> Is Jordan 24? Yeah. Okay, thank God. (laughs) He and I will retire the same year. (laughs) This is unbelievable. And you're retiring next year. Yeah, hopefully I'll get to enjoy some (laughs) of my retirement before I wither away. Oh my God, I hope I see you before you go to Manchester because I'm probably not going to be here when you get back. Oi, oi, oi. Okay, move it. That's crazy. Well, I guess that just means we're very polite for never asking each other how old we are. I guess so. I guess I didn't know you were a year older than I was, but I guess it's cool that you couldn't tell. But now I really see it now that you (laughs) say it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm growing a jowl. Okay, so then Randall Park comes over, a child Randall Park comes over. and invites her over i think it's always fun when you have to cast people around you and they that means that you have to cast other non-white actors Mm -hmm. i think if i'm ever in something which i wouldn't want to be but if i was i'd include flashbacks at every single age so i could cast (laughs) a bunch of different asian girls yeah and then there's like a little montage of well her his mom is like teaching how to cook some things and it's like a little montage of them going to do fun stuff. They're going up. They're now teens. I couldn't tell if they used the same actors or not because they looked like different. They looked the same, but different. I, know. You know? I think they used like different tweens for like two shots. Yeah. But they looked eerily like the children. Which yeah, they was did. Really... That was good casting. Good job, guys. And then it's 2003. Ali Wong and Randall Parker playing like 18 year old versions of themselves Mm -hmm. yeah I could have watched a whole movie of that oh yeah for sure we learned that Marcus's mom has died Mm -hmm. Sasha like takes Marcus out out to like try to get his mind off things and they hook up they lose their V or at least he loses (laughs) his V I think both of them I think so too and then they go to Burger King afterwards Mm -hmm. and they have Although the the scene right after they hook up where they're just like awkwardly sitting there, I thought was very funny. Cute, yeah. I loved when she said, Marcus, your car smells like Parmesan. And then he says, that would be the uh, Parmesan I have in the club compartment. This movie was funnier than I remembered it. Like there were a lot of really got I'd forgotten me. about. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I really like this movie. I first saw it in theaters mm. it was playing in LA mm-hmm. at just like one theater and one shot there it was really fun and then I watched it this time on the plane mm. and everybody knows if you watch a movie on the plane it's, it's always great <laughs> I feel like I always have like a really good time watching something on a plane 
Yeah, that is a really good point. Every time I've seen this movie three times now, and every time was on mm-hmm. my laptop. So then they get in a fight. Then it flashes us to 2019 Los Angeles. Sasha is a famous chef. Notably, her last name is Tran, which I believe mm-hmm. is a Vietnamese last name. So mm-hmm. I liked that in her book, she talks about how like her dad is Chinese and her mom is Vietnamese. And because he's a man and because China is like a more dominant culture, she felt like she didn't have as much access to her Vietnamese side. And so she ended up studying abroad in Vietnam. And like, that seems to be a part of her culture that mm-hmm. is important to her to like explore. Yeah, I thought that was a cool choice. I like that they wrote to themselves. and they, Yeah, know, totally. So why not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> She's opening up a new restaurant in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Her like assistant slash best friend is yeah. Michelle Buteau, who is very funny in this movie, I think. I would say she's my favorite part of the movie. She's hilarious. I think she should get her own movie because she The Circle. She should get her own movie and it's The Circle. (laughs) And it's BTS of The Circle. Correct. Um. (laughs) Yeah, she's in it and she is pregnant in the movie, Mm -hmm. which we know from both Valley Wong's specials, she's got a lot of opinions on pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And I thought everything they worked in about that was awesome. Yeah, it was like, I feel like I've listened to so many of, Ali Wong's albums that I like can almost pick out which jokes mm-hmm. are hers in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we learned she's dating, this, engaged like, to, engaged to this like restaurant manager mm-hmm. person, Daniel Day Kim, DDK, and they're just like you know they're going to an event, but they like kind of ignore each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned that in San Francisco. Marcus lives at home and he just smokes weed all the time. Mm-hmm. Challenges his dad to a dance off, which is really funny. Yeah, his oh. dad is played by James Saito, who does such a cute dance. First of all, yeah. he's so good. <laughs> so I thought he looked so familiar. I looked him up. He's not in anything that I've seen him in. Really, I don't really. Know. I feel like I saw him in 2019. I felt like I saw him in like every movie. That's what I was thinking too. But then I looked him up and he wasn't in anything. And I wonder if it's just. Oh. Sometimes when I see Japanese people, they look really familiar to me. <laughs> and I wonder if that's literally all it is. Because he looked super familiar, but I really, I didn't recognize any of his credits. Now I want to see. But he, yeah, he's great. I, I swear to God, I saw him at the screening I went to in LA. Oh my God. Well, he's in Dash and Lily. That, okay, you're right. I know him from that. Yeah, just like a lot of different stuff. But isn't that less than you thought you knew him from? Don't you feel like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had seen him in tons of stuff, but maybe I just had watched Always Be My Baby a lot That's that a lot year. And <laughs> this is a pattern. This guy's in everything. <laughs> you once were like, I feel like there's a lot of Korean characters on TV. And then we determined it might have just been you rewatching Gilmore Girls a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that probably was it. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of Lane Kims on. <laughs> on tv these days emily carota always on tv (laughs) of course one of ali wong's crusades is getting everyone to understand how hot asian men are and this Mm -hmm. movie is no exception she has not one but three stunning asian boyfriends and the Mm -hmm. first one is ddk who i remember the first time i watched this i was struck by like this guy looks like asian with a capital a he's got like the strong cheekbones the wide nose like Mm -hmm. the mono lid Mm -hmm. Like, I really like that she was like, we're going to go for a really hot guy who looks mm-hmm. really Asian. And they did. And they did. And they got him. 
<laughs> and they were able to clinch it. He is DDK is not necessarily welcome on this podcast. Uh, yeah, I think especially because he postpones the yes. wedding. Yeah, between it, him and Sasha, it's mostly that. Honestly. It's mostly that. If being pro cop wasn't bad enough, then wearing a, rocking an Adidas <laughs> tracksuit and postponing an engagement with Ali Wong in this movie definitely put him over. That, that clinches it. Yeah, because he's pretty much like, uh, I'm going to India. Mm-hmm. We should see other people while mm-hmm. we're there so we can really make sure, you know, we mm-hmm. want to be together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that means Ali Wong's going to San Francisco alone. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a very funny because then it cuts to her explaining the plan to Michelle Butow being like it's actually a really good idea and Michelle's <laughs> like okay you don't think that yeah <laughs> yeah and then she goes and cries in her walk-in fridge mm-hmm. yeah and then she tells one of her co like her workers don't ever give your heart away yeah she's very very funny and sad <laughs> so then we get to San Francisco mm-hmm. who is there to set up her AC in her new house, none other than Marcus and his dad. Yes. It was a surprise that Michelle pulled for Allie mm-hmm. so that she could get out there and reconnect. Mm-hmm. And while they're installing, it's like awkward between mm-hmm. Sasha and Marcus. They have like weird, tense conversations. Mm-hmm. His dad invites her to his Hello Peril mm-hmm. um, gig, his band gig. Mm-hmm the next day his, James Saito also asks her how much money she has and how old <laughs> her boyfriend is and I appreciated those um Asian Asian mannerisms yeah, yeah there's some other good good little things that mm-hmm. come up later on that I really liked um, but, okay so then she after they leave she's like kind of frustrated or like myth mm-hmm. that he was there and she has a pool and she's like you know it doesn't have a pool Marcus and this is another issue I had with the movie Mm-hmm. But now I'm kind of like, whatever, I understand that's like not what they meant. But mm-hmm. it felt very like Ali Wong is, for whatever reason, really rich. And Randall mm-hmm. Park is really middle class. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know why they did that and why they kept like not punching down on him. But it would just be kind of like a lot of like wah wah moments for his life. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get it. I didn't really understand why they did that. And it was a little distracting to me. Yeah, I think I, I think the choice to make her a celebrity chef is interesting rather than just like a, a chef. But mm-hmm. I, I think like, I don't know. Yeah. Because like I can I get it for his character of like, you know, he's kind of stuck in the past. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, she's supposed to be like so far away from, she's forgotten who she is, you know? And yeah. That's what they help each other realize. But that is true. That is a good point. Yeah, I guess it was less about him not having money and more about him continuing to live like a teenager. Mm-hmm. When his dad is like, is truly like, move on, like, yeah. go <laughs> get out of my house, please, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Problem solved. Phew. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> They're renovating the restaurant. We have a very hilarious conversation between Ali Wong, Casey Wilson, and Shelby Toe, three people I love. And Casey Wilson is, I think, the only white actor with lines in this movie. Yeah. And I'll say I'm okay that it's her because I do love her. Yeah, she crushes it. And it was very funny. Yeah. It's a great scene. And Ali Wong's parents come and she's like, what are you doing here? Um, They want her to come 
out with them, I think, but she's like, no, I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. I got, I'm busy tonight, but then mm-hmm. she's just eating alone, just like she was at the beginning of mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. So then she goes to the Hello Peril gig with mm-hmm. Michelle. It's an all POC band into that. Mm-hmm. Charlie mm-hmm. Nee's there. Yes. And then afterwards, they're talking and his girlfriend, Jenny, who is an Asian girl with dreadlocks, which I have seen in the Bay Area, and it <laughs> is horrible. Uh, she, like, shows up and everyone clearly hates her and thinks she's so annoying. Everyone clears out. Yeah. And then his girlfriend is like, oh, I'll make you, I want to cook for you. I want to cook for the famous chef. And it's truly one of the most disgusting meals. It looks right. very gross. This, <laughs> I swear to God, I had this exact same meal in high school my friends came over and they're like we're gonna make this recipe oh. and I refused to eat it because it looked <laughs> disgusting oh my god <laughs> did your friends like it yeah and then they said it was pretty gross and I was like I yeah I know and also I think that the counterpart to Michelle Buteau in this movie is Randall's friend is Karan Sony and he mm-hmm. is also really funny in this he's really I good forgot how good he was I, I kind of like that the friends have their like thing Mm-hmm. in this movie it like that made them more than just the supportive friend mm-hmm. like they were you know she's pregnant and then mm-hmm. it's not a spoiler but she eventually you know gives birth gives birth oh my god <laughs> and then like I felt like his thing was like he was you know, really into the band but he was also like just wanting his friend to acknowledge his weight loss and, yeah <laughs> appreciate the hard work he's put into that into yeah. his health which I thought was like really I know really I had completely <laughs> forgotten about that like storyline yeah. I liked it it was just like very subtly in the back but it was really sweet yeah I he deserves his own movie he was so good maybe I'll watch Miracle Workers because he and Geraldine mm-hmm. Viswanathan are both in it yeah he was great and then um Sasha looks up what Daniel Day Kim is doing in India and mm-hmm. he's hanging out with Padma Padma Lakshmi uh, yeah and she's pissed about it yeah she breaks up with DDK, goes to lunch mm-hmm. with Randall, and mm-hmm. it's this place where it's like a Chinese place. And she's like, they're so disappointed. Neither of us speaks Cantonese. Mm-hmm. And then he speaks Cantonese and he said, I get better service this way. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah, I liked at the party where she breaks up with Daniel Dick and she goes to her parents' birthday party. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you just see a shot of kids running into the house, but stopping mm-hmm. first to take their shoes off and then continuing yeah. into the house. It's really cute. That is really cute. It's also where his dad meets the Diana Ross impersonator, which becomes important later. Yes, that is going to come back. And then Allie and Randall have a discussion where she's like, you really never want to like leave San Francisco? And he's like, mm-hmm. no, this is my home. And she's like, okay. Yeah. You know, she talks about that she might have want, want to have a kid on her own. And he's like, can your lifestyle really support that? Um, and they get into a fight. I did like this conversation, though, for the one joke about it was just like a throwaway line of that every car had a handicap. Um, oh, yeah. Tag, which I thought was pretty funny. And here they are leaving able-bodied. Yeah. Yeah, that felt like stand-up. So then she tells Randall she met someone right when he's about to say, maybe I like you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, let's double date you and Jenny, me and my new boyfriend. Who mm-hmm. is it? It's Keanu Reeves. When they were deciding who to ask, they said they were, they were just like, "Oh, who would be like Marcus's nightmare. his biggest adversary, yeah, his biggest nightmare?" And they're like, "Oh, it's Keanu Reeves." Ask Keanu Reeves. 
Yes. <laughs> this Keanu scenes are my favorite part of the movie, hands down. I, I was thinking earlier, like, oh, I was, like, reading old reviews and, like, everybody was talking about Keanu. And I was like, what about, all, you know, mm-hmm. the rest of the movie is so yeah. good. Yes. Um, so I, I was a little annoyed about that, but he, <laughs> it is obviously, they're very funny scenes. They're really good. Um, I think- and it sounds like he, he pitched jokes for yes. it that made it in. And Yes. I, yeah. He was such a good sport to play, like, an insane, pretentious version of himself. <laughs> yeah. That rocks. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hilarious. They go to this, like, really upscale restaurant that has weird food that Randall Park it, is so not into. But mm-hmm. everybody is pretending like they're really into it. And he's getting mm-hmm. annoyed. Mm-hmm. And Keanu Reeves is just being hilarious. Yeah. He is wearing glasses with no lenses, which <laughs> was one of the jokes he pitched. Yeah. And then they go back to Keanu's hotel mm-hmm. room. And they're talking about their childhood crushes. And Allie says that Randall was hers in what I thought was kind of a corny scene. I just, there were a couple of moments where I was like, they're overdoing this. I felt like they were laying it on kind of thick. I was like, they're already really good friends. They already clearly have chemistry. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're being like, I don't know. Maybe I just was like getting embarrassed. It's hard when it's like, that's the genre. You know, it's like, yes. you have to have those conversations in those, in yes. those genres, you know, it's just kind of. Completely. It's tough to get around because then if you if you try to do it differently or you try not to have it, then it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't quite feel like yes. the rom-com that you would expect it to be. That is a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's tough to get around. But then we get to Keanu listing Chinese dignitaries, which was also his idea. <laughs> and so was him doing a karate chop. <laughs> yeah, because um, he... Keanu and Marcus get into a physical fight mm-hmm. and so then um, she and Marcus leave but Marcus's GF is staying because obviously it's Keanu Reeves she's not gonna leave I mean I would stay <laughs> yeah and then they they hook up yeah oh and before that is a joke I forgot about that was maybe my favorite joke from this rewatch is when she said that she was like my husband is going to I'm gonna say he like died in a really noble way like getting trampled at the women's march (laughs) (laughs) there are a lot of really solid jokes yeah that scene yes but yes they kiss Mm -hmm. they have sex it is a hot Asian on Asian scene Mm -hmm. it's really steamy Mm-hmm. and then they're dating you go mm-hmm. to, they go to his show she's like that's my boyfriend mm-hmm. michelle too has her baby mm-hmm. sasha says she's still going to new york and and mark's surprised at that because he thought maybe she would stay or like at least come back to san francisco but she said she's not going to mm-hmm. and she's a little bit mean to him about his music and saying like he can find other places to play for free in new york mm. she's a little catty a little bit yeah. yeah then she takes him to an event and they're like is your new boyfriend also a restaurant manager and she says no he's just a regular guy which mm-hmm. also bothers him she pisses him off they fight about it she says she loves him mm-hmm. and so she wants him to come to new york with her mm-hmm. and he says he's not gonna go to new york yeah another crux of this fight is that she's like i am like a successful woman and like that can't be threatening to you mm-hmm. which I don't think is what was happening in with Randall's character, but I understand why she would think like why that would be an insecurity of hers. And that's clearly something that like she has dealt with, not from Justin necessarily, but like 
she's an extremely successful woman and that Mm -hmm. means that like Justin had to be like very comfortable with that and that is not a given so like that was an aspect of this rom-com that I really liked Mm -hmm. was that she was like my career is really important to me and that's not negotiable in this relationship yeah yeah and I like that she stood up for that but also you know was like very vulnerable and telling him that she loved him Mm -hmm. um but obviously he's too scared to go to New York yeah yeah so he she leaves for New York he goes home his dad's dating the Diana Ross impersonator Mm -hmm. he's like you really should go out and live your life Mm -hmm. yeah Um, one of the reasons that Randall's like I can't leave is because he's like I'm my dad's primary caregiver and his dad's (laughs) like what what are you talking (laughs) he's like I'm fine like what are you talking about yes which also felt similar to what we've talked about a few times of like people kind of flattening their parents into like Mm. they're old they're an immigrant they're people of color like I need to and they're like what I'm like a fully functioning person I raised you like I'm fine I'm running the business that you work for yeah (laughs) and I'm dating a Diana Ross impersonator Mm -hmm. I I well, this isn't a real gripe, but I wish we had learned the Diana Ross impersonator's real name. It's true. That's a small note. Not a huge one. I think that we do at one point, but I don't know that I remember it. Hmm, fair. I think at the party when they meet, they introduce okay. each other. Okay. Okay. You could be right. So then Randall gets the biggest gig at the biggest venue that their band has gotten so far. Mm-hmm. But he is really upset about the breakup, so he gets really drunk and he pisses on stage. Yeah. I didn't love that. I didn't love that for him. Um, I was thinking, I wonder why (laughs) so many movies like to see people pee on stage. Yeah. Is is the same with A Star is Born? Oh, yeah. Bradley Cooper pees at the Grammys. True. Should we pee? It's like, I like, does that, I guess that I don't really, (laughs) I haven't really hung out in a lot of bars, but like, people get so drunk they just pee themselves. (laughs) Mm-hmm. we're not friends with a lot of men so i don't know what is going on in everyday life <laughs> we don't know what's happening here for all we know this is a really normal scene it wasn't <laughs> even an end of third act moment it's just thursday let's see so then sasha's out in new york they do the audition again mm-hmm. the band does really well he moves out um they're selling more band merch mm-hmm. Sasha's parents come and visit her in New York mm-hmm. they, they paid full price at a restaurant and didn't mm-hmm. even say they were her parents to get a discount mm-hmm. which just means a lot uh, to her yeah they're trying and I think that's when she sees that they're actually trying to kind of make up for the past mm-hmm. then there's the Tom Ford scene which was very funny but again I was like this movie is long you guys but it was a very <laughs> funny scene he goes and he says my that's friend right. Keanu recommended me mm-hmm. to this place because he's on his way to New York to get her back. Mm-hmm. Because he went to her restaurant and she he sees that she's the one that's been buying all of yes. his, all of his merch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he uses the merch money to buy a suit, not at Tom Ford. No, but yeah. at suits and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a very uh, versatile ensemble. <laughs> and then he shows up to the New York event where she has brought her parents as her guests, and mm-hmm. he gives a very corny speech but it is part of the genre it is par for the course but then mm-hmm. his his line is can i hold your purse for you which is supportive of a woman with a career exactly and she's like there to accept her award mm-hmm. um and then she takes him to her new new york restaurant mm-hmm. 
which is named after his mom mm-hmm. and all of her recipes mm-hmm. on the menu. Um, and I did cry. To her. I cried. I yeah. cried. Of course. It's really yeah. beautiful. And early. It's really sweet. You get in a fight and Randall says, like, I hate that your restaurant is called, like, Elevated mm-hmm. Asian Cuisine. It doesn't need to be elevated. And she's like, it doesn't mean it's not authentic. Like, I'm still cooking it. Which is true, but he also has a point. And then this is like her going back to like basics, like coming yeah. what his mom made. Yeah. And she says, This is what I want to do. You help me figure out what I want yeah. my, my food to be. Yeah. Which is so sweet. Which like could be read as like I was trying to cater to white people and now I'm catering to Asian people. I don't think it was that like every single person she talks to in this movie is black or Asian. So there's not really that issue, but I do think that that is like a larger thing. Well, yeah, because he does like call her out for catering to white people mm-hmm. and she doesn't deny it. Yeah. He's like, well, that's who buys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like even in designing with Casey Wilson. Yeah. She's like, yeah, do this. Like white people eat that and, shit yeah, up. Yeah. Rice paper. White people yeah. eat that shit up. So yes. I, and yeah. then Casey Wilson goes, we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like this movie was not about race at all. It was like, it had a lot of moments that Asian people or immigrant children could relate to. Mm-hmm. And there was obviously great representation for East Asian, South Asian, Black actors but it was not about race. Race was not the issue. It was not where any of the conflict came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some backstory about this movie. Oh, and that's the end of the movie. By the way, that, that's yeah. Um, <laughs> in 2016, Ali Wong mentioned in a New Yorker interview that she and Park have been working for years to develop their version of When Harry Met Sally. And then there was an op-ed about like, please make this a thing and it picked up speed. And then finally in 2017, Netflix announced that it was going to do it. Um, there's just a lot about, a lot online about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Did Allie and Randall meet at, I think they met at UCLA and they were in yeah. that Asian student theater group. Yeah, they met at, yeah, they met at UCLA. Because I think they were both uh, Asian studies. At least I know she was. I'm not mm-hmm. sure about part. So that's pretty, I like that they've been friends for like a very long time. Yeah, that's really sweet. And then they worked on Fresh Little Boat together. Yeah. And I'm sure when they were in college, they were like, we're never going to get to write a movie. Like, that would be yeah. awesome. But... On, yeah. And oh, this is directed by Nachaka Khan, who was yes. the executive producer, showrunner of Fresh Little Boat for a very long time. Mm-hmm. What would you give this Gongs and Ramen? Gongs, a four immensely enjoyed mm-hmm. thought it was very funny mm-hmm. um made me cry mm-hmm. um love Ali Wong and literally everything she does correct and then five for representation well done yeah because yeah. I I would love to see more rom-coms with like both Asian leads totally oh my god yeah how fun yeah it was like such a fun and it like the cast is so funny and it was like mm-hmm. star still stars that star studded cast mm-hmm. and it was made up of like all people of color so all people of color and five different asian romantic interests mm-hmm. which is awesome yeah i agree five for ramen this was mm-hmm. like perfect representation it had like little details sprinkled in but it wasn't it didn't mm-hmm. make anybody like <laughs> relive anything not fun. like it wasn't just about like how it's hard to be Asian it was like no it's hard to fall in love yeah 
and also were Asian. So that rock. I give it a three and a half. Again, I like this movie a little bit less mm-hmm. than you do. I still do mm-hmm. really like it, mm-hmm. but I'm like surprisingly neutral in it. Maybe when I Fair see enough. it on an airplane, it'll change. Yeah, I recommend this definitely. Airplane viewings are great. Um, or or on TV or, you know, mm-hmm. any large screen, also good. I'll rent out a theater. Um, and Netflix had announced like what later after it came out that like 32 million people had seen it on Netflix. Oh. Whoa. Um, which I'm always a little dubious of their numbers because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know how you guys actually track that. Yeah. But I just wish that movies like this would get theatrical releases. Yeah. Because I think it would, you know, be fun to have like, oh yeah, last year I saw Crazy Rich Asians in theaters and mm-hmm. this year I saw Always Be My Maybe and it also did really well yeah. in theaters and people went out and saw it. Yeah. And we get to have rom-coms in theaters again and not everything's yeah. a big action <laughs> or horror movie yeah, yeah i agree and i'm excited for what the next asian rom-com is going to be it's shang chi and the seven circles <laughs> it's actually <laughs> snake eyes and the gi joe <laughs> origin story it's actually with our next guest meg too coming out um this summer i hear i would scream if they made another meg movie i would buy out a theater i would do that thing where you buy out a theater and then you let <laughs> everyone in the community go and see it yeah who was doing that when crazy rich came out i forget there was a lot of people doing yeah. that there were a lot of asian celebrities doing that i felt i want to say eddie wong did that probably did you we should do wong? his movie we should do his movie and then yeah. we can also talk about how he was in a uh get out the vote event for yang Woof. Okay. Him yeah, and Jimmy we... Chung. Oh. <laughs> All right. We haven't done our Yang corner in a while, but there was a notably bad, notably bad Yang tweet yeah. recently. Yeah. That I don't even really want to read. We won't have to quote it. We'll just say that it was pro-Israel and uh and everyone <sighs> cyberbullied him, rightfully. Notably, Henry Golding called him yeah. a twat. and Stephen Young said no this is not nuanced dude yeah so that was hot of both of them I just yeah yeah I think Yang is too stupid to be a bad person (laughs) but if he were any smarter than he is he would be a bad person (sighs) that's what we can only hope god pray for us guys that this (laughs) that this Asian dude is a fucking dumbass (laughs) anyway see you guys next time (laughs) (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.